Happy holidays, everyone. Welcome to the 2023 edition of the Christmas Movie Countdown here at Allentown Presents. I am your host, Katie, and I am joined by my handsome husband, Otis. Hello. And we will be reviewing a Christmas movie or show every night from December 1st to Christmas. So sit back, relax, and enjoy episode number eight, Pepper Ann, A Kosher Christmas. So for anyone who is not old, like Otis and I, Pepper Ann was a cartoon show that ran on ABC for its one Saturday morning block of cartoons in the early 2000s or late 90s and early 2000s. Um, and Pepper Ann focuses on a teen girl named Pepper Ann Pearson. She's 12. And her emotions tend to come out in fantasies. So whenever she is um, thinking about how she should react in any given situation, she imagines these crazy, elaborate things happening. Like all of a sudden, you know, she's trying to fight the lunch lady for, I don't know, lasagna or something. And all of a sudden she's a knight and the lunch lady is a dragon. And it's all just like, just these elaborate, crazy things. And the show was purposefully designed to be a, quote, different sort of girls cartoon and features a lot of strong-willed female characters who aggressively reject the idea of passive femininity. And this was very common in the late 90s and early 2000s. There were a bunch of shows that tried to run with this kind of, like, girl power. Um, These are not your typical boy-crazy girls. Um, and even, I mean, there were a lot of shows that had that too, but we ended up with a lot of really strong cartoon females in the late 90s, and Pepper Ann was one of them. So before we even get into the episode that we watched, Otis, what did you think about the show Pepper Ann, and what do you remember about it as a kid? So, usually on Saturdays, I was swipping, swipping, switching between... It was WB. They had the solid cartoons. The, uh, and little by little, they were changing the anime because of Pokemon and then Digimon. And they realized, like, oh, shit, there's a lot more really cool animes. But before that point, there were some pretty solid cartoons on WB. And then I would switch to ABC. This is ABC, right? Yeah. And they had some good cartoons. But then that one Saturday morning, uh, it was a lot less action and punchy in the face kind of stuff. But still really good cartoons because this is where Recess and Fillmore used to pop up. And I would switch and watch those because I love Recess and Fillmore. They're fucking amazing. And, and Disney's Doug. Yes. With um, the long sleeves. Yeah. And he had the weird <laughs> hair. Oh, man. But with Pepper Ann, I watched some of it. I did not keep up with Pepper Ann. The theme song's amazing and it's in my brain 100%. And so some of the characters, it like, oh, okay, okay, I remember that's her friend, and she's got two two friends, and then there's like a German dude in the class, and I can't remember, there was some boy she really liked, and just uh, things would pop up, but then a lot of stuff faded away, so oh, absolutely. I did not keep up with the show, but it's a fun one, and just like you were saying about just tons of fe- strong female characters, yeah, uh, it's crazy to see so many women in a cartoon now, it's not saying that cartoons don't have that many women. It's just they weren't all just like damsels in distress and they weren't all dummies, you know. They were strong in different ways. And then we got to see, what, one, two, three, like three of them in this like short, what? 20 eight, minute episode. Yeah, 20 minute episode. 
you know, have it, some type of problem, but they weren't useless, which is and what you none want of their show. problems had to do with men. No, there were guys around and they were doing their own things. It was just like people dealing with issues, not these girls dealing with issues, just people dealing with issues. And yeah. it just so happened to be women. But no, it's a good show. I, I need to sit down and just watch through it. Yeah. I'd probably dig a lot of stuff about it. But yeah. as a whole, I probably watched maybe a third of the show before it just kind of went away because... You That's know, what happens to cartoons. With cycles, yeah, things get cycled out and moved away, and I don't know... Well, they know, just play on reruns, too. Yeah, and I don't know when One Saturday Morning stopped, but... Oh, it... Well, it... This was on One Saturday Morning, or One Saturday Morning at least started in the late 90s, and yeah. I know it was still going at least halfway through high school, because I stopped watching probably, like, sophomore year or so, and it was still going, so, like, 2000. Three maybe. Yeah, my Saturday mornings could I have lasted to, longer than that, but yeah, I used to get up at like five or six because I had to Jesus. do yard work and stuff. Yeah, and then there was this. I I, I got to find a Christmas episode of this anime. Uh, I would talk about it all the time, but it's called Flying House or something like that. And it was a anime about Bible stories, and I am not a Bible person, but that theme song was legit. As all shit. anime themes, that's, all, that's where they yeah. get you. And it was just about Bible stuff. And I was just Update, like, you could convert Otis to your religion. Just create yeah, an anime theme song. song. Just make an anime theme song, if you got a good song I'll about your religion. Song. Otis will be there. Yeah, but now that I think about it, it was kind of like Doctor Who because there was a scientist and two kids and the, the house they were in was just going through the Bible. And I'm like... That's some cat in the hat shit right there. Yeah, but it would like disappear and reappear. I'm like, that's like the turn. Yeah. But it was a weird show. But like I said, I'll show you the theme song. It's a legit fucking theme song. But I was up early watching cartoons. So this was my jam on Saturdays. And I don't know when I stopped doing it. Because some Saturdays, I don't know. I guess when I thought boobies were cool, Saturdays were like busy with other things. Not me touching myself, but just just getting up to do other things. Like, you know, go to the mall and shit like that. It's like not just sitting watching Pokemon. Back you know, I still watch Pokemon. When people went to the mall. Yeah. yeah. Like, I still watch Pokemon the shit out of it now. It's just, I don't know. It, it's tough. In high school and stuff, it's like, man, cartoons were the, the most important thing on a Saturday. And then it's one day, it's not really the most important thing. Getting yeah. a car was the most important thing. You know, driving places. Yeah. That was the important thing. So, interesting. You mentioned WB having, like, uh the anime section like Pokemon Digimon but here in California I grew up with that stuff being on Fox we had Fox Saturday mornings which would it had like Pokemon Digimon and then like fucking Big Bad Beetleborgs and (laughs) like Power Rangers like there was like this group of like just angry fighting like shows it's like five or six of them that's true yeah fox started to i don't know they picked up the weird and anime the, well and they had they also had uh they did x-men the animated series and they had that spider-man show this fox had a like a legit ass lineup yeah. uh but i was also doing the same thing like switching back and forth because i loved pepper Ann, i loved recess uh I loved Nickelodeon Doug, so I stuck around for uh, Disney Doug, and it wasn't great. But no. I, st- I stuck around for it. Um, but yeah, like you uh, and probably every person over 30, I remember the theme song to Pepper Ann. Like, that is ingrained in my brain and will never leave. 
Um, especially the part where she sings, uh, she's a one in a million, and she, like, screams <laughs> that shit. Like, fucking class. Every kid that I know just fucking would scream that shit. Yeah. That's a good song. <laughs> because it's a really good theme song. But, also like you, I do not remember majority of the plot of this show. Other than that, these kids are in middle school, and they are dealing with fucking middle school problems. And this show is dealing, battling with all of the, the issues that go on with being in middle school. Your first crushes, dealing with uh, the anxieties of going to high school, the anxieties of like dances and different things and, you know, having to keep your family happy while also like be, becoming independent and all these yeah. different things. It, that was most shows that were aimed at middle schoolers uh and you know older elementary school kids at the time and still even now that they're, they're that's the whole point um so i remember the basic overall plot i remember some of the characters um i remember as a kid loving the character of moose uh because moose is just her little sister pepper ann's little sister and she is the biggest tomboy she has the deepest voice uh, even though she's like six yeah. uh, <laughs> moose is a very small child I don't know. And she just has a super deep voice and she's always like skating and rollerblading and doing all these like crazy ass things. And that was me. Like <laughs> Pepper Ann was like worried about boys and all these different things. And like I was kind of worried about that, but I was mostly worried about like skating and doing all like crazy shit. So me and Moose, we, I related to her a lot. <laughs> um, One thing about this show that I realized way too late in life is like that this show is basically Daria but put it in middle school and give the artists who made the oblongs oh wow a little bit of yeah, you, uh right the like you said that yeah <laughs> just a little bit of leeway it's, it's like this is a perfect cross between Daria and the oblongs but then make it for Disney and put it Put it in middle school. <laughs> yeah, oblongs. I like that show. Yeah. Okay. So now that we've spoken a whole bunch about Pepper Ann, uh, now we'll talk about the actual thing that we watched. So we watched the 10th episode of season three of Pepper Ann. It is her, one of the holiday episodes called A Kosher Christmas. Now, Pepper Ann is half Jewish and half Christian. Her father is Christian and her mother is Jewish and they are divorced. Both Otis and I don't remember that being a plot line, but I'm yeah. sure it was in there somewhere. Uh, but by the time we get to season three and this episode, they are clearly divorced and living completely separate lives. So as a basic overall of this movie, Pep Ran is struggling to figure out which holiday she wants to celebrate or wants to continue celebrating because somebody in her life has put this idea in her head that she is only allowed to celebrate one and her parents are going to make her choose. Now that she's like in middle school, it's time to choose. You get to do either Christmas with your dad or Hanukkah with your mom. You don't get to do both. Um, and we'll get into the more nitty gritty after Otis tells me how, what he thought about this episode. It was good. I always, it always makes me smile because in cartoons, the important part of a cartoon is just like the adventures. 
And then it's always funny when the holidays pop up, then you realize what the nationality, what the religion of said cartoon character is. Because they're like, oh, I'm Jewish. I'm like, you never have said anything about being Jewish before this. (laughs) Okay, cool. You know? So I just remember like in Rugrats, they never talk about how Tommy Pickles is not even like a Jewishy name. So I wouldn't even have guessed. But his family is Jewish. And they talk about Passover. And that's actually a really good episode about Passover. And it blew my mind. I was like, oh, they're Jewish. That's crazy. Because you meet his, uh, what, uncle? No, his great uncle or great. He was old as balls. His great uncle. It's it's his grandpa's brother. Yeah. And you you meet them. It's funny. His grandpa, Grandpa Lou, does not. It sounds so racist. He doesn't talk like he has a Jewish accent or anything like that. It's just just normal dude. Just old person. Yeah, but then they realize, like, shit, we gotta give them some type of nationality. Fuck it, they're Jewish. And then someone else comes then, into the picture. But then, so now, once they, like, tell you that they're Jewish and you go back and, like, rewatch the episode, you're like, oh, well, yeah, clearly. <laughs> like, clearly, the things that they're doing, like, of course they are. Why didn't I notice this before? Yeah, but it was like they're weird, but they, you know, you have to have an episode where you're like, they're Jewish. I'm like, uh, oh. Yeah, because it's for kids. You got to, oh, like, okay. make it blatantly obvious. I'm okay. sure my parents, who ended up having to watch a lot of Rugrats alongside me, were very clearly like, oh, yeah, they're Jewish. Like, yeah. they, they're not talking about Christmas. And when people are talking about Christmas, they're talking about something else. Yeah. As a kid, I was just like, haha, he has a screwdriver in his diaper. Yeah. Like, <laughs> a lumpy fucking head. So, uh, <laughs> but no, it was cool to see a character. I don't think I know any other cartoon character that. Is split like that. I, I can't think of anybody else. Usually, someone is just has one one religion, I guess, or one thing that they believe in around holidays. You know, like Susie. I always go back to Rugrats because I like Rugrats a lot. But you know, Susie Carmichael's they celebrated Kwanzaa because she was the only black person. And when you're black in the show, you celebrate Kwanzaa. That is how it works. But <laughs> <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> Someone's got to do it, so might as well give it to the one black person. But it just I, I really liked it. I, I'm, like, racking my brain to think of a cartoon character that was like, well, I celebrate two things because my mom is this, my dad is that. I'm like, it, it was a really cool idea. And just the whole episode, it it was a good metaphor about, I don't know, probably something she'll have to deal with when she's older. She She's, it's a lot easier now because you're a kid and the mom, you know, she just hops around. But later on when... If she gets married or has kids and stuff, then you start juggling things, you know. Yeah. And Katie and I, our family, we have to deal with that now. You know, our cousins, they have moms and dads. And sometimes those moms and dads aren't together anymore. So you have mom's Christmas and then dad's Christmas. And you, well, got to go to my mom's Christmas and my dad's Christmas. Like, yeah. fuck, man. It's just it, when things split up. You got to do a lot of stuff, you know, so. Yeah, Otis and I have our one Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> with our small, tiny family. And my cousin has, like, four Christmases. Yeah, it's crazy. Because everybody's separated. Absolutely crazy. <laughs> everybody's divorced. But, which, it's not great. Yeah. But, like, it happens. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's a real thing. And I like that Scheduling about. Scheduling holidays is yeah. Chaos. And I like that about Pepper and her parents aren't together. It's, yeah. It's a real thing. Like I said, it's fun when cartoons just kind of just slide stuff in. They're like, oh, my parents aren't together. But they, they care about each other, but they're just not together. I'm like, well, and I really like that this cool. was happening in the 90s. Like, yeah. Um, at a time when divorce rates were 
steadily growing. Oh, yeah. And it was, was becoming more, I don't want to say common, because it's not necessarily more socially acceptable yes. to leave a marriage. Um, I think a lot of cartoons of our generation were focusing on that because they knew a lot of kids were dealing with that. Oh, absolutely. Um, and it's weird of looking back on it now because a lot of the um, a lot of the cartoons that we watched were looking at it from the uh, from an adult perspective. So it wasn't necessarily always good, but the the shows that kids have now are looking at it from a perspective of the kid like all the adults who are making cartoons right now for kids are the kids from the 90s who dealt with it like yeah. who were going whose parents did get divorced and who had to deal with it so the portrayals that kids are getting now of split families or joint custody all that kind of thing in shows is a lot more realistic to what it actually is instead of this like fairy tale that a lot of cartoons in the 90s portrayed that everything was great and mom and dad's always got along and, you know, the shuttling of kids between one parent to the other was always happy. Um, I'm glad that they showed it at all because I know that my parents never saw anything and the kids, like the Gen X kids that are are the generation before us, they never saw anything that showed fucking divorce or anything like that. Um... So it was cool to be on the beginning end of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree with the uh, the split holidays situation. Like, this was very... Um, I don't want to say cutting edge, because I'm sure there are other cartoons that yeah, also did it. Yeah, it's going to have been the first one to do it, but... But there was a very big lack of Hanukkah representation. There still is. But it's, it's better now, but there was a very big lack of Hanukkah and Kwanzaa and Diwali and all these other festival or holiday celebrations, like, in the 90s. It was Christmas or nothing, uh, and any time before the 90s also. It was Christmas or nothing. Like, we're not talking about any other holiday. We're not doing any other traditions. It's only Christmas because America, right? But in the 90s, people started to realize, oh, well these families are not all Christian and these families are not all celebrating the same thing. So we need to start showing other, other religions and other situations. And, um, I think this in particular did a really good job of kind of showing how complicated that can be for kids growing up in a Christmas dominated, like, town or school or whatever like pep ran was struggling in this yeah um but i liked i liked the way they did it all right so now for the plot so after is it after that seems weird so she she does the report and she's like this is what i learned and then she goes back and talks about oh okay the whole story happens with her standing up front telling the story got it i missed that part at the beginning okay So it opens up at what is actually the end of the story. And Pepperan is giving an oral report to Mr. Finky's class, which is her normal class in in the show, uh, on what she learned during the Christmas break. And Pepperan is explaining how she celebrates Christmas with her father and Hanukkah with her mother and chose to represent both holidays for the school pageant. Um... 
And Miss Stark, who is running the pageant, is very concerned about this because Christmas is a huge deal and Hanukkah is also a huge deal. Both of those holidays, those are the two big ones. They have a lot of lines in any given holiday yeah. production. Like, those are going to be your your leads. Uh, but Pepper Ann really wanted to do both because she celebrates both. And somehow she convinced Mrs. Stark. Um, Pepper Ann also learned that Nikki is planning on being charitable for the holidays. She does not want any presents at all. She wants everything to go to charity. And Nikki goes, of course, overboard because it's Nikki. <laughs> and we learned that Milo is planning to travel to Hawaii to see his dad. So all of this comes to a crashing halt when Milo's stepfather gets hurt and he ends up having to fill in as the delivery person for his mom's bakery instead of going to Hawaii to see his dad. And this is probably the biggest fucking issue with this entire episode. <laughs> is that this bitch broke her custody agreement to force her child into child labor. Yeah. <laughs> rather than weird. going to see his fucking dad. Uh, but again, another couple of split parents. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't geez. even think about, like, while we were watching it. I was like, oh, that's the second divorced parents. I mean, I, they didn't show Nikki's dad. No, they didn't. But they got to have at least one family that's, you know, both are there. But Or maybe she's just raised by a single mom. We yeah. don't know. Don't we don't know. <laughs> so um, then we jump back in time and we end up going to the beginning of this whole situation where Pepper Ann has decided that she wants to be both groups. And we get the whole story leading up to the report at the end. Um, she is working on memorizing her lines, um, for the pageant and is struggling to do so because all of the things that her family has to do leading into the holidays, she is being dragged to the grocery store constantly to grab, uh, food and stuff for her family that's coming into town. She is having to help Moose with things. She's having to go get dresses and things so, so she can go celebrate Christmas with her father and look nice for her, um, her, the rest of her family and all these different things. So she is trying and trying and trying to memorize her lines and she is struggling hard. And when the night of the performance comes, she comes out as the menorah to celebrate Hanukkah, of course. And she's talking to Frosty the Snowman. <laughs> and She's supposed to sing a song about Hanukkah, but because of all of the lack of practicing she got to do, she actually accidentally starts singing a Christmas song and derails the play, like, right from the jump of the play, which, honestly, you're in sixth or seventh grade, like, just shut the curtain, take a breather, do it again. Like, you're yeah. fine. It was just the beginning. <laughs> um, and she begins to feel really bad about it especially after she sees her grandma hyperventilating during the performance and overhears her parents saying that, quote, she will have to choose by the time Christmas comes around. Um, and when Pepper Ann's looking in the mirror, her reflection, of course, talks back to her because it's part of the fantasy thing that Pepper Ann's always seeing. Uh, and her reflection convinces her that her parents are forcing her to choose which holiday to celebrate. 
And she struggles so hard with this because she loves Hanukkah. She loves Christmas. She loves her mom. She loves her dad. How does she pick one, basically? You know, any, you can't ask a kid to choose between any two things that they love. It's impossible. So when she's not able to make a decision, her mom tells her to make a pros and cons list. You know, she hasn't, Pepperine hasn't explicitly told Lydia what she's making this pros and cons list. Yeah. Just that she's having a hard time making a decision. And her mom, trying to help her, is like, yeah, just make a pros and cons. It's fine. So <clears throat> Pepperan goes back and forth between her mom's and her dad's house, celebrating both sides of Christmas and Hanukkah and writing down her pros and cons, trying to make a decision. Um, then she ends up at the soup kitchen which uh, there she's like volunteering at the soup kitchen, I think. Well, Nikki was, and then she came in to get <clears throat> help from Nikki, but then she saw Nikki was just being kind of overwhelmed with things. You're right, you're and, right, you're right. Okay, so yeah. her friend Nikki, who decided to be charitable, is spending all her time at the uh, soup kitchen, and Pepperan, being a selfish 12-year-old, <laughs> is completely ignoring her friend's problems and her friend's overwhelmedness and trying to get Nikki to only focus on her problem and to help her solve her problem. Like, how do I choose which one to do? Um, And Nikki is losing her goddamn mind. Basically, this girl decided at the beginning of the holidays she was going to be charitable. Cool. Great story. But this girl's 12 and... She was like, oh, well, I don't need this, and I don't need this, and this is excessive, and this is excessive. And little by little ended up giving away way too much of her stuff. Um, She gave away a bunch of her socks and a bunch of her clothes. She, like, went through her whole closet and, like, gutted a bunch of things to donate. She donated all her toys. She's donating all her time. She's collecting canned foods for the homeless shelter and... By doing all of this, she is slowly losing her mind. And we find out at one point her mom ends up donating some of her books. And Nikki is like a straight A student, like bookworm kind of nerd kid. And she has a like panic attack moment when her mom tells her that she gave away some of her books. What was it? The old like Jane Austen books? Yeah. (laughs) Her mom. She was just like, yeah, sure, I've read all of those before. I'm like, you know, her eyes twitching. She's just like, can't handle it. So Nikki's having a breakdown already about how much she has sacrificed uh, and given away. At, she's overwhelmed. And Pepperan's just going on and on about how do I make a decision? And Nikki explodes. <laughs> Finally, she's like, I can't help you. Go away. <laughs> Basically. And then uh, we see Milo, who is also at the soup kitchen, and he is there because he met up with these uh, these three dudes who had just lost their job at some business in town. Uh, it was the, like a, a mill. They were like, uh, didn't say the, the marshmallow factory, I think is what he said. Yeah, some factory or something. They had lost their job. And he was there uh, volunteering, I think, but he, or no, he was there delivering the muffins, yeah. the muffins uh, because that's his fucking job. That's what he's been doing this whole episode is going, he pops up in every store and every place that they're in just 
don't like hand delivering muffins that he hates. So he was delivering muffins and he ends up coming across these three dudes from the marshmallow factory and he befriends them and he's, you know, discussing with them and, and he tries to introduce Pepperan to them and she's just like, no, 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 my problem, my problem, my problem. And Milo's just like, well, I can't help you with your problem. Like I'm here dealing with my own stuff. I miss my dad. I want to go to Hawaii. <laughs> like it's a lot. Um, so she is just struggling and struggling and struggling. And eventually she just decides, well, fine, I'm just not going to choose. She gets home after being at the soup kitchen and um, returns to tell her family that she is not going to decide on a holiday. She refuses. And all of her family's like, the fuck are you talking about? And they reveal that the thing they were actually concerned about was the grandma and the grandma needed to choose which doctor to go with uh after seeing what she thought was a rat which is why she hyperventilated at the thing she thought she saw a rat at the play and she started hyperventilating and then pepper ann begins to hyperventilate over her mistake because she has spent literally like a week struggling over do i choose christmas or do i choose hanukkah um back at school she wraps up her story. We, she finishes talking about her book report. And this other girl, who is a big deal in the show, but wasn't a big deal in this episode, uh, Sherry Spleen, comes in to announce uh, that Milo was the most charitable person during Christmas, uh, which frustrates Nikki because she literally gave, like, the jacket, the shirt off her back, almost, uh, and Nikki freaks out and that Milo wins a trip to Hawaii. Um, and this was because he befriended the folks from the factory. And Milo gives the trip to Mickey, or to Nikki, who admits that she had been selfish. Um, they're kind of going back and forth like, you take it, no, you take it, no, you take it. And spleen was like fine just split the prize among the two of you and pepper ann kind of shoehorns herself in and she's like i'm family like we're family too um and then all of their families get to go to hawaii and milo gets to see his dad the end so otis who is your favorite character in pepper ann's a kosher christmas um go with pepper ann like, just about every scene had her in it, and she actually had a reasonable thing that she was having to deal with and mull over in her head. And it was just really nice to see this situation. Uh, my favorite character was Milo Kamalani. Um, I will always really like this character in this show. He's always the most level-headed uh, of the friends. Yeah, he's pretty cool. And looking at it at, from an adult point of view, it's kind of like, okay, but why why are the girls always like flying off the handle and he's just like calm and normal but uh he was still great in this episode like he you got to see him break down and freak out about some stuff in this episode um and that was nice so what about your least favorite character i think the my least favorite thing in this episode was it's hard to explain i guess you would call it the teenage sensibilities the teenage rush the 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 passion that that they have in this 
so Pepper Ann, and you know, everybody thinks everything's kind of about them to an extent. But her thinking that her parents would make her choose a religion, or not a religion, but just something to celebrate during the holidays is kind of crazy if you really sit down and think <laughs> about it. And I guess that's why she started hyperventilating, because she's like, what the fuck was I thinking? So I thought that was really silly, but, you know, she needed a reason to try to pick one and then realize that she loved both of them and she wouldn't choose, you know, before there was that reason in her head, but she had to get that out of her head. So I thought that was, yeah, that was my, like, my least favorite thing. Uh, My least favorite thing was uh, Milo's unseen mom and stepdad. We never actually see them in this. They're just, you know, off camera somewhere behind the scenes, but they took away Milo's trip to go see his dad. Like, yes, it's Hawaii and that's great, but it's his dad. Like, that's so fucked up. Okay, so you are hurt and it's the busiest time of year. Go through a temp agency and hire somebody. Don't force your kid to miss out on his holiday with his fucking parent because dude over here fell off a ladder. Like, that's not okay. It was bullshit. Bullshit. Okay. Seven word synopsis. Uh, I have one, and it is Christmas in Hawaii sounds like the best. Now, I, I think they celebrate the holidays, I don't know, to the same extent as we do in America. I mean, it is. It Hawaii is. It is. <laughs> you know what I mean. I know, not I know. Connected, the mainland. So. Yeah. The mainland. But... Uh, I think it'd be pretty cool to do that. So, uh, the second Milo was like, man, I can't go to Hawaii. I'm like, yeah, I feel you, bro. <laughs> I want to go to Hawaii for the holidays. Like, that sounds absolutely awesome. Okay. We can make that happen. We are adults. <laughs> we Christmas with the cranks it and just go to Hawaii. Yeah, that'd be cool. All right. Uh, I only wrote one. Tween struggles with holiday choice. Christmas, Hanukkah. Yeah. Yeah. That's a legit one. Uh, So, because this is a TV episode, there is no budget or box, so we're not even going to bother talking about that. Um, Is there anything else that you have to say about A Kosher Christmas? Uh, It was a really good episode. I need to go back and sit and actually go through this show, because, I mean, if this one episode made me, you know, kind of go deeper and and think about things in the episode, I'm certain that other episodes will make me actually really think about it and, and stuff like that. I, it was a really good one. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm i really nostalgic for Pepper Ann. I really liked this show as a kid. Um, and there's a whole other set, like there's a whole set of shows that are similar to this show that all came out around the same time. If you're looking for shows that are in the same vein, like you really liked Pepper Ann or you're looking for shows for your kid, I recommend watching Pepper Ann for sure. If you can find Brace Face anywhere, I recommend it. If you oh, can yeah. find As Told by Ginger, I re- highly recommend it. Um, if your kid is more on the tomboy side, I highly, 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 highly recommend Rocket Power? Rocket Power, yeah. I highly recommend Rocket Power. Uh, The girl in Rocket Power is fucking fire. Exquisite. Um, And then uh, Recess. Strong female characters in Recess as well. Um, If you're looking for strong female characters, not that we are lacking them at all in the year 2023, but (laughs) if you want to go back and watch some old shows with your kids, those are the ones I recommend. And this 
Christmas episode for Pepperan was great. So if you have questions, comments, or suggestions on what we should watch next, you can hit us up on Twitter at Allentown Pod, on Facebook at Allentown Presents, or send us an email at allentownpresents at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening to the eighth episode of our Christmas movie countdown and sometimes shows. We will be back again tomorrow with another episode. Bye. See ya.